1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in... Herbal. Oh! <laughs> herbal. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've done that one. Am I going to consult my list? No, absolutely not. Um, My name is Tamara Yeager. I'm here mm-hmm. with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And... um. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you this thought that I had this morning, which is so dumb, which is just that I really think there's something magical about an old lady, like calling you sweetheart. Okay. Like, yeah, I just think, I just think sometimes you need an old lady to call you sweetheart because I was just like, I was in the Starbucks drive through this morning because I forgot to make coffee last night because that's how good my brain is doing functionally. Yeah. So this really old lady was working the drive-thru window and she handed me my coffee and she said, here you go, sweetheart. And it like brought me crashing down to the moment that I was totally not living in. Like I was not living in the moment at all. I was like, making a list in my brain of all the things i needed to get done i was like here's how i'm going to execute this here's what time it's going to be when this happens how am i going to get that done like wondering am i going to have time today to make sandwich bread and to take like leftover halloween candy and chop it up into bits and turn it into cookies like that's where i was at and then for whatever reason this old lady calling me sweetheart like it was like oh it like lowered my blood pressure. It like brought me firmly <laughs> into like the current moment. And I was like, okay, like everything is gonna be fine. And it's fine. And I I don't have to have a schematic schematic of my whole day, like right now, right this second. I haven't even had coffee yet. Like, what kind of maniac am I? <laughs> um, and then I just decided that maybe there's like magic in old ladies and i hope to be magical like that for someone one day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, i really think there's there's something to that. You should uh mm-hmm. old ladies specifically. I think you know, older people in general. There's just something mm-hmm. Uh well. Yeah. You know, I, th- I like i guess you could there's just a uh There's just a a lengthened amount of perspective, more perspective. Yes. Not that everyone, not just because you like turn a certain age, you know, a lot of truth because sometimes that's not the case, but, but at least in your day-to-day operation, it's like, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. So, you know, just maybe it'll rub off on you a little bit. If I'm just like a little bit calm and I sort of have this understanding of, you know, whatever you have in your head right now probably is going to be okay. Yeah, it it's was, like, oh, I was know. Nice. She knows it's going to be okay. Yeah. She knows.
1: It really brought me crashing <laughs> down, um, but in the good way, you know. So yeah, whatever. If you're an old lady and you can call someone sweetheart today, I just recommend it. Just, I just rec- just do it. Just
0: yeah, or you strategically place an older woman in your life and. Yeah. Just be calmed. Be calmed
1: and yeah. relaxed. Yeah. Okay, that's my hope. Maybe tip. she'll make you coffee.
0: Maybe she'll make you coffee. <laughs> Maybe she
1: will. <laughs> Bless her heart. Or something
0: better. Something better. Maybe she'll make the bread and Halloween then you're like, "Oh." Cookies. Of course I have time. I have time because have time. <laughs> She made it for me.
1: Listen, this um, sourdough sandwich bread, I have I have the recipe. I will share. Oh, it. So awesome. I have the recipe. Um, did I already tell you about it? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Uh-oh. here's, here's the only thing I'll say and then I'll let, I'll, then we can move on. But my husband who is unimpressed by everything, who, who never has a, a crazy warm or positive thing to say about anything, made a sandwich with this bread the other day. And he said a sentence like Nothing he's ever said has ever come close to this sentence. He said, (laughs) (laughs) he said, this is the best sandwich bread I've ever had. Wow. And I was like, don't freak him out. Don't freak him out. Just say thanks. Just say thanks and move on. Or he's going to know what he just did. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) That's cool. But it has fueled me through like the last 10 days of my life. So so all that to yeah, say, well, it's like... this recipe is great and I will share it and it's great. And yeah, do share. That's that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. If any part of you is like, do I have time to make the sandwich bread? It's like, well, I better make time. You
1: better because it's the Cause... best sandwich bread Eric Yeager has, Eric ever, has had. ever had.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um yeah, when you share that recipe in our cookbook that we make one day, yeah. it'll have to be Eric Yeager's favorite yes. sandwich. That's what bread. it's going to be called. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just yes. that. Oh yeah. And well, I will um, still be okay. riding that high.
0: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. That's the thing, that's the nice again, so we as we as we examine <laughs> the impressed versus unimpressed spouse. Yes. We We discover more and more, which is that typically the impressed spouse Mm -hmm. can ride just a small compliment forever
1: because the tolerance, it's
0: just, yeah. I will
1: put it into my being.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, you know, he, you know, he meant it. Yes. He's not generally just like super impressed about everything. No. So it's like a kid. It's like when a kid tells you something, you're like, I know you're not lying to me. <laughs> I'm so sad that you said I look like a whale because I know you're not lying.
1: But now I know. I know. Now I know.
0: But- <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have something that we just have to talk about which is that um by the time everyone's hearing this episode oh okay i will be living in what daylight savings
1: oh or am i am i living out of it i don't know what are what are we in now <laughs> so literally twice in my adult life i have lived in a state that's done the daylight savings thing and i still can't tell you <laughs>
0: I love, that is so Arizona, the daylight savings thing.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Just like,
0: done that daylight savings thing. I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> I still yeah. don't know the difference between standard time and daylight savings time. Is that what it's even called? I don't know. I don't <laughs>
0: I, like. I don't even know if I'm in it right now or not in it. And whatever i couldn't tell you <laughs> and, and i like just i just i'm so i like to think of myself as a pretty smart person but i'm just like so dumb when it comes to the daylight savings and um because I I my just, brain
1: refused to learn it
0: right yes that's it that's what it is is my brain like does not okay so i'm like oh so i see everyone posting on it okay and i'm like oh okay I'm like, so it's, it's this coming. weekend
1: yeah, it's the oh, fifth. Okay.
0: And so I'm like, okay, it's happening. What do I need to do? Okay. So I look just like any good millennial, I looked look it on, up on the internet. You googled it. And it's like, okay, fall back. Fall back, spring forward. Okay, yep. And
1: Oh no. Ew, that's <laughs> my sounds so My terrible. cursed
0: my cursed imagination. Um <laughs> Like, if you really want to understand how bad it gets, like, you could probably ask my husband, but I don't know. So, well, I'm like, fall back. So, the first thing I imagine when I see fall back is just, like, me standing on the sidewalk and just, like, falling directly backwards. <laughs> and just, like, smashing my skull. Into a casket. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wait, what? Not helpful. <laughs> I'm like, not helpful. No. Why? So, I, like, went to my brain. I was like, Fall back. Tell me what that means. And then it was like, you falling back and crushing your skull. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's not it.
1: I think that's what it it. feels like, though. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so I'm like, okay, find something else. Anything else? Like, it's like when you, it's like me trying to Google into my brain and it's like, no search. No. There's no search results. (laughs) No results. And so I'm like, okay, really think about this. It's fall okay it's fall right that's clever so you know when fall back you know when it's happening because it's happening in the fall yes and then back so like back in time okay so like less time
1: oh so that sounds terrible
0: so right now I have a two hour time difference with you but I'm about to only have one wait what
1: no wouldn't that be three
0: or is it more? <laughs> because it's less time. So the time is going back, right? That has to be it. Wait, okay. We're timing, So it's- the time is going back, which means I'm moving closer in time to you, and you're behind me.
1: Okay, so that means... So right now it's 1.57 for me. Yeah. So what time is so it? it so it's almost,
0: it's, it's 3.57 for me.
1: So, so next, next week it'll be week. 2.57. Yes. So we'll yes. only be. Yes.
0: One, we'll hour only be one hour instead of two. Okay. And so. We did it. I mean, we did it,
1: you guys. We yes, did it.
0: I know this took so much time. And then I was like, you already know, you're just going to be saying, you're just going to be Googling. What time is it in Arizona right now? That's just <laughs> I just like I don't and I seriously it's not it's really not a matter of it's not a matter of dumb. It's like when I go to access I'm like okay brain do I your won't thing. Do it. My brain's like you falling backwards in the street is that what you meant? And I'm like no. No. No, that's
1: not what I
0: wanted. <laughs> and it's like uh, you know you're just from Arizona. You're just from Arizona. You've never had to do this. You've been taught that it's like reprehensible
1: it is. So we're just not going there. It is reprehensible. And and nobody so, likes it. Not a single person likes it. Not a single no. person likes doing that. I don't know why it's still happening. My question is, I think, so it just doesn't seem like any daylights being saved. It just doesn't no, seem I saw like a that. Thing,
0: I saw a thing that was like, like, why would someone cut an inch off of a blanket and then sew it to the bottom and be like, my blanket's longer now. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's I don't know. like, that doesn't, that's not, and just the fact that people, some people can just refuse to do it. It's like, well, clearly it's not necessary. It's not, yeah. If this some of us can just happen. be like, well, I'm I'm just not
1: going to do that. Then I don't know. I just like. That is so Arizona for you. <laughs> just not going to do it. I'm just not no. doing that. Mm-mm. We're not doing it.
0: That's all. that real cowboy spirit in us. Just like. I don't know what y'all on the east coast are doing but we're, we're not, not doing, doing that. that no Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well you can i'm so sorry to everybody because when you hear this you are experiencing that horror of and i'm sh- the I, the horror is really for the moms with littles who are like so now i'm putting my baby to bed at 5 p.m or like whatever right. it is i don't know right or is it 6 p.m i don't know <laughs> It's just horrible because the babies don't care. Babies don't care. You're just like, when,
0: you're just Googling, when do I put my baby to bed? Yeah. <laughs> just, when does my child go to school now? And no, the time is still the same. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it should be.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: And It's not. It's, it's not, not it. the same. Because... No. I mean, just consider no. how far we've derailed the fabric of time by introducing daylight savings. It's like stupid. no one, we don't really actually know. <laughs> like I don't.
1: <laughs> the upside down was actually created because of daylight savings. Um, you guys can. Oh, there you go. I figured it out. You guys yep. can leave us a voicemail at four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Um. Let's see, we are still trucking along in book club and you can join us whenever we do that uh, at patreon.com slash sheologians and um, we're going to have holiday stuff in our store soon. So we should probably we tell are. you guys that. So yeah. we have a store. You can buy your anti-feminism gear at com, and our holiday stuff will be out soon. And no, I think we're supposed to have it today. But oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. check. Go to ShotSheelix.com. Yeah.
0: I mean, we'll let you guys know in other ways yes. too. Yes. <laughs> if it's not there, then it will be up shortly. But as
1: you guys know, we have time travel problems. um If you didn't catch that yeah. so far, you should know that by now. Yeah. Um, if it's not up,
0: just blame Daylight Savings. Yes. That's all I'm saying.
1: And if you are a Patreon supporter, you do get a discount at the store. So don't forget that. And then I'm going to get the inevitable. Do you ship to Canada? And um, no, we don't. It's actually like not even possible unless we were to pay Canada $12 million. That's what they said. That's what they said in the email when Canada emailed me when I was like, can we ship to Canada? They were like, send me $12 million. And I said, no. Um, I'm sorry, but
0: uh, Canada is kind of the daylight savings of the countries.
1: So. Sorry, Canada. Um, but if you are a Patreon subscriber, just message me there and I will get it to you. We will figure it out. So that's um, that's just one of the perks. I send my <laughs> Patreon and book club people in Canada whatever they want. So message me there. We'll make it work. Um, let's see what else I need to tell them. Nothing. Okay. Let's talk about this. This, um, man, so many inspirations, so many emails, so many things, uh, made me suggest this topic. And, um, you know, for most people, the question of the problem of evil, which is kind of what we're talking about today in our own way, um, is a big, is a big deal. And I do think if you grew up kind of sheltered, reformed Christian world, you may have never had to uh, deal with the problem of evil. Um, But what made me want to talk about this is that kind of, I mean, we just, so we just had Halloween and I feel like every year it's spooky season and you and I um, in our own way, like spooky season. um, But we kind of sailed over that this year a little bit um we've defended the horror genre before if you have if you want to go back and listen to that you can do that um but i'm really interested in something that has become more and more apparent to me as of late is that our affections are things that have to be trained and that we, we grew up in this, this like soup that basically told us that the point of life is finding out this magical thing. That is you like finding out who you are and, and unwrapping the, the gift and the mystery that is you and that what you naturally are drawn towards and like, that is the beautiful gift of life. And that what you should do is pursue whatever things you enjoy and whatever things make you feel a thrill and that that, that is the point of life. Mm. And I think that is why so many modern Christians have a problem with answering the problem of evil, right? And what's the problem of evil? If God exists, why do bad things happen? If God exists, why does he allow evil, right? Right. How could a good God allow bad things? And I think what what us moderns are actually asking is, if God is good, why do things that I don't like happen? Like, that is really the the question I think most people are asking. Because we are the center, are the things that we like, the things that we want. Those are the things that we find to be special. And those are the things that we find to be important and meaningful. We don't have a standard above us. It's like, whatever myself loves, that's what's good. That's what we're told. And so when people ask the problem of evil, they ask that question, like after a minor inconvenience, like, it's like, if God is good, then why did my tire blow out today? Like, if God is good, then why do I have to work this job that I hate? Like, if God is good, then why does he put up roadblocks to me actualizing my truest self? Like, that I think is the honest, the more honest framing of the question. Now, I'm not, which is
0: why it's so popular to believe that society has sort of organically created these roadblocks. That's why all the Marxism has been so welcomed by so many of us because it's like, well, I know that God wants me to have good things so it must be some sort of there must be some sort of like inequity that is this, that it's just keeping it's keeping me from from fully realizing who I am or I mean yeah, (sighs) we... We do that a lot. Right. <laughs> and but it's seriously, it's all that self-esteem. Yes. Figure out who you are. You're who you are is like, it's, it's like a mystery. Like you're born, like God made you this very unique individual and you need to do what it takes to like discover that. And I think yes. that's why a lot of Christians feel very purposeless too. Like they don't, understand how they can glorify God in their non-missionary job. Like if I'm not a missionary or a pastor, how do I
1: actually do any good for the kingdom? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's interesting to me is whenever I hear, when I hear unbelievers, like an older unbeliever talking to somebody who's younger when they're trying to give that younger person like drive and purpose, it's always about finding your passion, finding that thing Mm -hmm. that you love. It's all about you, 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 your desires. You'll find the thing that moves you. And it's like, you're giving them a cup of dirt when they needed a cup of water because that, that promise of your passion is going to be what drives you can dry up so easily and it's not rooted in anything that is substantial and meaningful beyond yourself, beyond finding your true self. And it centers the self in a way that is going to leave that person like, Oh, well, you know, I thought this was my passion, but it turns out it's not, or it turns out I can't do it. And now that thing is letting me down. But you also hit on something important in the question of the problem of evil, which is what is good and what is evil anyway like outside of what i like what i don't like what makes me uncomfortable what makes me comfortable like what is good what is evil if you read um actually been reading cs lewis's the problem of pain and okay. which which is really his answer to the problem of evil and he starts by having to define God's goodness first, because again, the modern man defines good as that, which I like. Yeah. I like it. It's good. If I don't like it or if it makes me uncomfortable or if I find it to be icky, it's evil. And that I think also is what leads to a super cultural Christian Sunday school way of determining what is good and evil. And it's so, um, I just think it's so foreign to what you actually find um and learn about God in scripture that it makes me question. And I said this a couple weeks ago, it kind of makes me question like, have these people read the Bible? Like if you don't have a category for reading the really icky bits of scripture as something that could edify you, what have you allowed into your brain to say, this is good and this is evil? Does that make sense? Am I making sense when I say that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, well, you know, I think when you, when you talk about trying to think of best, how to put this, like what you're talking about directly, I think is a result of people creating traditions based off of preferences And then um, obviously those traditions affect the way that you read the word. And so I do think that sometimes that can, I think that sometimes that can. Well, obviously, every one hundred percent of the time, it leads to inconsistent beliefs (laughs) about the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think sometimes people, the tradition it ends up resulting in, is just like, well, it's in the Bible, so it's okay. It's like, so how do we determine, like, other than what's in the Bible? So, like, there's there's war in the Bible. So, like, we can read about war in the Bible, but can we like? watch a Ken Burns documentary on war or you know like is that because you're watching a lot of murdering and killing and I mean let's face it lots of unjust wars somewhat I, I would say most of our recent wars were not like biblically supposed to be entered into um and so I don't know uh it's just uh I think when I was kind of contemplating this issue, I think you just, uh, the answer is obvious, but what it ends up, what you end up coming to is you, if you don't have a standard for what is evil and if you are only willing to set a standard one time and then never be willing to filter or think about anything else, you have a tradition on your hands that is going to that's going to shape the way that you are the way you think what you consume what you read what you write what you listen to and all that and and i don't don't get me wrong because i think in the reform community traditions has kind of it's kind of like a dirty word bad word you know um and that's because we're focusing on the errors and heresy that can arise from putting tradition over scripture which i agree with but tradition in and of itself is not yeah a bad thing it's a very right. good thing it's right. culture building that's what creates yeah. like what when we look at our culture today what we really hate is the practice of the culture which is the traditions <laughs> like but um sorry you were gonna say of tradition of
1: really quickly um fiddler on the roof oh yeah oh yeah perfect segue fiddler on the roof <laughs> um what a what a great play uh, the music fantastic um loved the whole experience um but what a depressing, awful story. Oh, yeah. So d- such a sad story. My parents went and saw
0: it last night or oh, two nights ago at Hale.
1: Oh, how and fun. They loved yeah, it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it was so yeah. good.
0: But just like crying the whole time. Like so sad.
1: <laughs> okay. So I will say, I will say that um, this Fiddler on the Roof is our parents play. Like it is our oh, yeah. parents Yes. Like everyone there was my parents age or older. And and they weren't just there. Like they were I'm going to be honest, so um they know all the words and they they no. feel <laughs> all of the words. Um I did not know this was such a boomer phenomenon. Like they love this play. This is like yes. their I don't even know what the equivalent is. Um but the the way the stage is, is like it's on the ground in the middle, right? So it's a the mm-hmm. the the audience is in a circle around the main yeah. stage. And um I was kind of sitting higher up looking down and there was a man in the front of this play and he knew every single word. He was my parents' age, he knew every single word. He was he was laughing he was crying i was watching him like honestly watching (laughs) him experience his favorite play in the whole world was just like it was it was wild it was super wild and then the other little note that's worth sharing is that again i was i was the youngest person in the whole building um and there was this very elderly man sitting behind me and i like didn't know but for like a good portion of the play I was holding his foot what okay so I was in I was in the aisle seat I was in the aisle seat and he was in the aisle seat right behind me and um I had done a really intense shoulder workout that day so I was like you know like there was a bar next to my seat uh-huh. And so what I was doing to like stretch was I was kind of putting my arm like behind the bar and then like resting my hand like down. I don't know how to explain this very well. You can see me. So I But because like he's he's up above me, like when I rested my hand, it was just like resting gently on the the tip of his shoe. And he probably let me hold his foot for like two songs and then <laughs> finally he like <laughs> jangled its foot and scared me so bad because I thought I was touching the ground
0: (laughs) oh man um so that's one of those moments where you're just like ooh okay that'll revisit you every once in a while that'll revisit you and you'll be like "Oh, okay (laughs)
1: Like to think that he also will carry that memory and be like, remember that weird girl who wanted to hold my foot for two thirds of Hitler on the roof? Yeah, it'd be nice maybe
0: if like he had a podcast too, and he was like he was like, So there's this thing. There's this really nice thing, which is when a young girl just accidentally holds your foot.
1: What a sweetheart. What a right. sweetheart. <laughs> Anyway, you were talking about tradition. I think so I think very briefly, you can answer this question super easily. What is evil? Evil yeah. is is anything that transgresses the will of God. Evil is any anything if it transgresses the will of God, if it's something that he hates. Then you can be safe in hating it and then anything is that is good is anything which he has decreed and said is good and i think what happens to christians is we go okay so that's simple that's straightforward that's easy but i live in a world full of evil Mm -hmm. how do i navigate that And I think what a lot of Christians want to do is then kind of erect this very, you know, my aunt Pam Sunday school teacher world around them, because that seems, that seems safe. That seems like, well, this means whatever I'm doing will be safe, but that is not, that's not how we're called to live. So one kind of funny example I have of like, a Christian needing to be involved in evil is that the uh, the first I know personally the first detective that showed up on the scene for the real Amityville horror, like the the case that happened mm-hmm. that the movie was based on. And he's a pastor, and he was a Christian at the time. And he was there for that horrible if you don't know what the Amityville horror is it's just a horrible um murder case that happened on Long Island in back in the 70s and then there was a movie made about it and it had like it was kind of like the in the horror genre it had like a cult following yeah. whatever so here's a christian man who had to be very much involved in a situation that was extremely evil and he did it for good. So your theology of evil and how you interact with it has to have room for that. It has to have room for you to be able to actually do something in the world. Like we aren't here to like live in our Sunday school, little glass cages and then be like transported up to heaven. Like we are here engaged in like legitimate warfare with yeah. powers of darkness. And yeah. that means that sometimes your hands are going to have to get dirty. And I know there's a lot of princ- there's but that's the thing is like, there's a lot of principles at play here and, and distinctions. I think Christian maturity calls for us to be able to engage and and really battle against evil in our own hearts in our neighbor's hearts in the world when we see injustices happening in a way that is principled and mature. So the way that this pastor, he was called there, like that was his calling. Like he had to show up at one of the most famous murder scenes in American history. And he was called there. Now, not all of us are, okay? So, great. I don't want to be called there. That's, that's fine with me. That's, like, totally fine with me. Yeah. Um, And I do think there's a worthwhile conversation that you can have around, okay, so how do I know what I've been called to? Or, like, what battle? What evil do I have to engage in? Well, you have to battle the own evil in your heart, number one. Mm-hmm. You do have to deal with that. Um, And sometimes in your neighborhood. Um and sometimes in your community. Um and I one example I would give of here's where this has gone too far is like I know Christian women right now who are just horror posting. I mean, they are they are treating it like what looks like a full-time job to me to post and share awful war gory bodies torn apart pictures Mm -hmm. of the war Mm -hmm. happening over in Israel right now like it is it's like if you get on their social media if you go look through your stories it's like hey look at this horrible awful gory scene and they are making it their job to do that and I here's what I'm saying there is evil that is your job to expose. And then there's there's evil that is going to fall under none your none your business. And then there's going to be things like that where it's like is this really what you should be doing every day? Like at this point, like after the 57th photo you've posted, like how what are we what are we accomplishing? What are what are we doing with yeah. it? Um, yeah. and if you you know, and I think someone would say, Well, I just you know, awareness, I need to create awareness. And it's like, is that really what you've been called to? And how many photos does it take? Like that's something to it's something to consider. It and I'm not saying I have the answer and I'm not saying I can put a number on how many photos, right? But I can say that um yes, there absolutely is wisdom and discernment that's to be applied into how much evil we should be engaging with on a daily basis i know the answer is not zero and yeah. i know the answer is not every second of the day right and christian maturity is going to give you a compass to where yeah. that is you yeah
0: know? yeah and i think that's why you have to you have to be a little careful um the reason i brought up traditions is that you can i think this is another one of those topics There's so many of them where everyone's like, if you could just give me a list, just give me a list. Like so that when people look over at me and they like, what is a Christian supposed to do? What is a Christian not, what am I supposed to, when someone looks over at me, what am I supposed to be doing that shows that I'm a Christian? And it's like, well, there's so many things. And when someone looks over at you, They're not even seeing your heart, which is the number one indicator of whether you're a Christian or not. Is it new? Is it made of stone? We can't see. (laughs) Um, And so I do think you, I think there is a, it's, it's some of them, some evil super cut and dry because the Bible's just like evil. I hate that. God hates that. You can hate it too. Um, But then I think in our search for, in our desire to make this list of like, what can I do and what can't I do, we sometimes create a tradition around our preferences. And so I was talking a little bit, we were talking, I was talking about it with my husband in just like the context of like true crime, like exposing yourself to true crime content and finding it interesting. And um, obviously I, my standard for that would be like what you just said. Should I be listening to true crime 100% of the time all day long? Absolutely not for many obvious reasons, but is it wrong for me to listen to it? No. Um, And I would even say there are. It might be a little different per person. There are different preferences per person. But my, I wouldn't even say that everyone has to listen to it at all because there is a preference there. And I do even think like I am someone who enjoys listening to that stuff. But if if someone said this is a a transcript between. A child and a pedophile. I'd be like, oh, great. I'm not into listening to that at all. I'm out. I'm done. Sign me out. I don't yeah, like. Sign me out. I don't want to expose myself to that because I understand what that will do to, to me, my
1: yeah. soul. Yes. um And it's like, am I the person in charge of of this? Like, is that? I think that's kind of yeah. too an important piece. Is like, there are some cases and things that it's like I just don't need to know about that now. If there, if like um, some, a convicted criminal moved into your next door, then maybe you should look into that, like whether or not that's something that you're interested in, like this has been brought to your next door. Like this might right. be, this might be some of your business. This might be something that you should know about. Um, But yeah, like just a random, like, like you mentioned, like just horrible story, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Some of that is just like, it's none of your business. Now, yeah. the the guy that I knew, the Christian man who was called to literally the Amityville horror, that was his business. Like he was called right. to that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah. The principle there is actually very simple.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so in, the, the thought that I like eventually, eventually came to is that evil is true.
1: What do you like, mean? Like I'm not
0: saying it it it's truth. But what I'm saying is evil is real. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah, it's you existing. can see it. It's definable. It's,
0: yes. And it's so It's definable. Yes. So so I'm not saying that people who don't have a preference for certain dark subject matter or people who don't want to engage in certain things are just like burying their head in the sand. Right, But if you believe that in order to be a Christian, you need to live in heaven, mm. which is be surrounded by no evil, no darkness, have no content, no contact or exposure to sin. If you believe that in order to be a Christian, you have to live an exposureless life to sin, then you are actually living in a lie. Yeah. Now again, I'm not saying that if you don't. I'm not talking about preferences here. I'm saying that if you legitimately believe that in order to be a Christian, you cannot be exposed to sin, you cannot live your life near sin happening, your that's just not real. That's not true. Like that just can't happen. And right. so you're like in in a in a very real way, you are yeah. lying to yourself. Um, And then you are, I mean, especially in the age of social media, you are probably projecting that lie as a requirement onto other people. Um, And you just need, it's really, like you were saying, it's really not a matter of um, yes or no, or what exact percentage. It's, is this my business? Is this A part of my job is this, and, you know, a part of your job is to, is enjoyment. Like there's things that you might find in, like, like I was talking about war documentaries. You may have a, a a certain inclination towards learning about certain things and that's totally fine. You also may not, that's totally fine. You may have an inclination and realize that you're very sensitive. I don't think I, I don't think I listened to a single true crime podcast i'm just using that as an example because we already talked about it for like the two years after georgia was born yeah like i would go to turn one on and i would be like i don't nope. want to listen to this at all
1: <laughs> so it's like you i know, don't want to be i don't like mysteries when i'm postpartum like yeah. i have no mysteries please <laughs> no, i don't want no. anything mysterious in my immediate <laughs> surroundings that i don't like i'm not forced into
0: Yeah. Yes. But yeah. So yeah, I just think that um, you just have to, you know, it's a matter of like, is this my business? Do I, can I consume this safely? Because you don't want to dabble in evil. That's not something we do. We don't dabble. So that also includes <laughs> yoga. Ha, <laughs> No yoga. Sorry. Um, astrology. Anything that's specifically designed as like prayers to some other god or, yeah. you know, demons or anything yeah. like that. Um you know, it's it's easy to say, like, oh, those things are not my job. Those things are not my business. I know that those things are abhorrent. I know that they're evil. Um, but you can't. But Earth is fallen. So it's not heaven. And it's now, if you're, like, really stuck on living in heaven, like, on a like a, a, a you know an amazing Earth worth no exposure to sin, you might be a post millennialist. So maybe look into that. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> for now, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, this is not. We're not done here yet. We're not. Um, we you know we're not in eternity, and everything is not healed and won. So um, we don't live in a lie. We don't, we don't live in a delusion. Right. Um, And that means that, I mean, and really too, like that delusion is bad. Just like if I just do X, Y, and Z, that I'm not surrounded by evil is, I would imagine is just going to make you prone to believing that there is no evil happening in your own heart. It's like, if I think if I can just control my, my outward uh, circumstances, Mm
1: -hmm. then
0: I, I, it's quite a mission. Good luck. But I'm also just going to say, like,
1: sin is with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that can be a real,
1: yeah, that can be a real, I think, like, reformed Christian problem where, you know most of us aren't sending our kids off to public school and our kids have grown up in the church. And so we think like, Oh, not my kid, not my kid, yeah, not me, not my kid. right? And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, little, that's what little Timmy's been up to. How could this yeah. have ha-? And it's like, well, you really underestimated the sin right. that is within you. Even if you are a perfect, wonderful homeschooler, and even if you are, sending your kids to Christian school. And even if you didn't, you know, you didn't let your kid go trick or treating. So how are they bad? You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it sounds silly, but I do think one thing a parent should never, ever do is go, oh, well, you know, not my kid, not me. Um, yeah. Yes, there are things that we should safeguard against. And there are, but like, you have to know, that the sin is within as well. I think the, the real thing I would want to leave people with on this topic. And I love that um, our designer chose a Dracula image for this because Dracula is actually a very Christian book. And I, I know that shocks. Oh yeah. People. Yeah. Um, Dracula was the whole point of it was to tail, tell a Christian tale, um, so, anyway, if you've never read it, just read it and then thank me later. But, um, we have to train our affections in such a way that we are pursuing what God has said is good, and that we find to be evil what God has that we we interact. you have to interact with evil, and you you have to do it in such a way that God would have you do it. You aren't being salt and light if you're just hanging out under the lampshade and if you're just too afraid to get your clothes dirty. And I, I think that um, a lot of times the Christian definition of what is good and bad is really just what makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, if it's, if it makes me uncomfortable, it's evil and if it makes me comfortable it's good. And um you see that reflected in what Christians produce because Christian movies are terrible and everybody knows this. And Christian books are terrible and everybody knows this. But they're very comfortable. They're very safe. There's no there's no real storytelling there and it's like read the bible because wow there's some storytelling there and without the evil in it. there would be no story. There would be nothing to conquer. There would be no one to fight. And that that's the reality of the world is you're hopefully, when you do get to heaven and you get to live in a place that's sinless, like when you get there, you should be scraped and bruised a bit because there's been a lot of evil. and there's been a lot of battles for you to fight. And it does take wisdom. And so, Yeah, I think everything I've been thinking about lately has been about how do you rightly order your affections and train your affections to reflect the mind of God? Because that is our job. Our job is to train our minds. It's to have the mind of Christ. It's to pursue what he has said is good. And I think kind of the initial reaction to that might be, well, like, I can't read God's mind. But yes, you can, because he left what he he left it for you in Scripture, Um, he, you can read, you, you actually can read exactly what he wants you to know. (laughs) You actually can. Yeah. Um, and I know that that takes work and that takes effort, but (laughs) not a lot about Halloween in there.
0: No, not a lot about
1: Halloween. (laughs) There's not, there's not. And it's like, it really is about training your affections. We are such, we are so at the mercy of what we love. We're so at the mercy of it. Oh yeah. And you see that in this conversation because it's like I just want to pursue what I love. Okay, well, love Christ. Yeah. And then it's really going to help you decide what to pursue and it's going to define for you what the battle is. And so I know what evil is. It's whatever transgresses the will of God. It is whatever God hates. And um I'm not all knowing, but I can train my affections to follow after his. And it's just never going to be as like clean or easy as the felt boards and you know your Sunday school room. <laughs> it's just not.
0: Well put. Dangerous out there.
1: It's yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> you said something the other day. People keep repeating it back to me, and of course, I can't remember what it was. I need to write it down. <laughs> Summer, Just leave it to me, you guys. You know, how about you guys just leave me a voicemail with your favorite joy quotes. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) That'd be really fun. I want a voicemail with your favorite joy (laughs) quotes. That's what I want for Christmas. You guys, that's what you can get me for Christmas. Start leaving me voicemails with your favorite joy quotes. That's what I want. I think just
0: favorite quotes in general. Because, I mean... We've said I want to say I have something said some to things. tell you. We
1: have said something. Okay. Um, so I told people a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "If you want to know if we've discussed a topic, like please search the website because." Right. I, I I've been indexing these since 2018. Like I ha- I have, and so I'm dying laughing because I've probably gotten five emails in the last week. They're like, "Hey, I searched your website, and no, you haven't." <laughs> Oh,
0: you haven't. So what about. are our, what are our un? The only one I can remember, topics.
1: the only one I can remember, we had talked. So I went to the website and I typed in the word grief and all these episodes popped up. Oh, We've grief. grief. We've totally talked about totally grief. Typed, this poor girl, she was like, I looked on your website and I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. So I sent them to her because they just... I mean, you know, you type in grief on the website and several episodes pop up. We've done like four, I think, at this point that yeah, I indexed. I was gonna say with grief, but no, there's a couple more and no, they were right. We hadn't um specifically talked about that thing, so it, it made sense. But um I'm laughing. You guys heard me and now you're like, listen, lady. <laughs> I did. Well, first. let's make it,
0: let's make it a, a competition and we'll do like a series of like things we've never discussed. Things so if never you can discussed. find something okay, I'll start that right. we've yeah. never discussed Yes. Um, and we may have discussed it, we don't, listen, we don't always remember when, but we could probably tell you if we have. Yes. Um, um, so. but,
1: but I will say some of you are super specific. It's like, hey you guys have never discussed that time when I was in third grade and my neighbor <laughs> next to me stabbed me with a pencil and I got lead poisoning. You didn't talk about that specifically. And I would love, I'm like, listen, so that's what I
0: mean. What I'm going to say, my ca- one caveat is that you do have to trust us. If we tell you we have discussed it, we will be honest. We're not out to just win this competition. No. You, so if we tell you, yes, we have, or if we, if you give us the super specific thing, and we can give you a principal topic. That I searched we have your website. It.
1: You guys did not talk about when my husband was mean to me on March fifth, and I need you to talk about it. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't talk oh, about March fifth. March fifth. Oh, That's just oh the March fifth. <laughs> That's when you guys had to spring forward and I know it was a bad It was a bad day for all of you, okay? And we have talked daylight about Daylight savings.
0: <laughs> every single time there's a problem, it's daylight it was, savings time. Daylight- and as of this and other episodes, we have talked about it.
1: We have talked about it. Speaking this. of evil. Ugh. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> so sorry you have to go through this. I did it for years. It's horrible. It's as, as... bad as It's as bad as they say. It really I'll is. just
0: tell you if I feel differently. We'll just walk through it together.
1: You will. I mean, what what even is gonna happen on this podcast next week after you all have had to go through this? I don't even know. It's gonna yeah, be Yeah, so- this
0: is interesting. This is gonna be interesting.
1: Oh, everybody was asking me. Sorry you made it this far. Um I play Brian Save songs at the end of our episodes. People I have gotten so 50, 70 what was the song he played at the anim- end yeah. of it was brian Save. it was brian Save. it was probably great. just brian Sauve.
0: he's great so. that's why that's why you want to know because yes. he's doing a great job
1: yes um so just he didn't even pay me to say this but it was brian Save and just go listen to all his stuff and um uh, do we have anything else no i think that's it Well, that's it okay we'll see you guys next week see ya
0: crack the earth and send it right senting king in groaning flight. Oh, give him heaven's diet A bride prepared no more content. Though death had bound. rises, Lord, will count.